Are you bored out of your mind in this world of social distancing? Are you struggling with being creative and finding something to do on these trying times? Well, don't worry. Us at Chingad here are here to make sure it's even worse for you now. Welcome to Booze Mike, the first episode of our new Chingad Media podcast. I'm your host, Arthur, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Rodrigo hey. and Stafford. Just, yeah. just fell from a ladder somewhere. How, do, how's, how are you guys doing? How are you feeling? How are things going? You want to go first, well, Stafford? I'm alive. <laughs> uh, I'm alive. <laughs> hey, no, don't fight over it, all right? Stafford's alive. That's good. The, the noise on the background kind of make you think otherwise, but he is alive, according to him. Well, how are you doing, Rodrigo? Uh, <laughs> shaking a man. It's, don't worry about it. He strangles a man down. Yeah, like I think this, this episode like has just been like what like a minute and has already failed. Like I, I don't think we're up to a good start. Rodrigo, okay. how's your day going? <laughs> how's my day going? Um, I'm pretty good. Like this couple of weeks or this week in specific, like. I think with everything that is happening right now with uh, COVID-19 and the self-quarantine and everything that is going on with social distancing, uh, at least for me, it has been refreshing. Uh, I think we have talked this before, like of uh, podcast wise, uh, I'm more like, uh, well, you guys say it, but I don't want to say it, but sure, I'm an introvert and I like to interact more with myself rather with other people so like this has been kind of refreshing i'm not saying like it's the best case scenario for anybody but at least i i had like a relief from um, reaching out to some people and uh interacting with a lot of people uh and creatively like i think it has been some of like um i don't know like it has been like a second coming for me because it has been a while ever since like i started writing scripts uh like juggling with some ideas uh and just like you know, trying to figure out some shit that I want to do in the future and like this time alone in my place uh, with my wife, with my little puppies and all that kind of things like that has given me like that kind of mindset to focus on that. So I, I think like I'm in a good uh, headspace right now, you know. So that one of us is not going insane. Yeah, well, well I, I was already insane, right? So, like, I'm just in my natural state. It's, it's good that one that's thing blows over and the trucks come here to put me on a mental jacket and throw me in an asylum. Rodrigo's still going to be sane enough to keep this takeout thing going. Hey, like, somebody has to be, like, the last survivor, right? <laughs> yeah. So, as you probably know, if you're accessing this podcast right now, this is our first episode. We are part, all three of us are part of Chingan Media. And the podcast has always been something we dreamed of doing and always something we wanted to do. It was supposed to be launched in June in a video format when more comes of it. But yeah. recent events changed that. As you all know, the world's in a huge crisis. Fast 9 got delayed. And because of that, we decided to make our podcast forward. It should say, you know, get some entertainment out of it, you know? Yeah, like, I remember... Uh, one of the first meetings we had uh, when we were like figuring out like the projects we had lined up for at least 2020 and we had like uh, numbers the short film and like some web series and then like I remember really specific I think Stafford brought it up like 
making like a sense of community and just like uh, reaching out to people and giving some space to people to talk about like some topics and like the podcast like the whole idea of the podcast not specifically like moose mike and like all these guidelines that we're now taking right but i remember that yeah it was something that we had in mind and then all this hit like a shit storm like right away and like i think it's the best time to launch this platform you know no i mean in a world you uh i i gotta say is it is it specifically because fast nine was canceled? yes that's the, yes that's yes. why oh what is that? that is that that's agreed we're doing yeah. it because Matt Hine was... Yes, was, you know what, if, if Vin Diesel can't be here for us during this time of crisis, you know damn well that I will be. <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of content I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I just dropped that there, and Rodrigo just earnestly went on talking, you know? Just like, yep, yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so it's if you don't like this podcast, you can ring up Vin Diesel's phone number and let him know. He is to blame for all of this. All right, I don't want to get sued, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as you can see, like we all have like for me the podcast. Honestly, it's a way to have fun. It's a way to chat with my friends. A way to meet new people and interview them, pick their brains, see what they like doing, how they work, how they operate. But at the end of the day, I guess it's it's fun, you know. It's fun listening to them. It's fun talking on them. It's fun interacting with people, and that's one of my main goals of this: is to interact more with members of our community and rent out, you know, and hopefully bring some entertainment for you at home. Self quarantining, hopefully, because if you're not self quarantining, I have a really bad message for you. Yeah, what is it? Like you're threatening people already, and, and you don't have a threat, yeah. I, I, I didn't think this far. I didn't think it was going to be coming. Oh, perfect. Uh, I'm sorry. My, my bad. <laughs> I don't have a message for you. <laughs> I was just wow. wanted to add it there. That, that was like the worst hyping, you know? And so you were just like, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, it's going to come to me. And then mm, it comes to me. Nice. Yeah, we've all, like many things in comedy, sometimes your, your brain is not up to your comedic timing. I think that stand-up uh, course that you're planning to take, like, it, it will come into fruition, you know, when, when it God, happens. Do not worry. You know, that that stand-up course is going to be the best thing I'll do. But, yeah, so that's <laughs> what, what, what do you guys think of Bruce Mike? I talked a lot about what my opinions are on this podcast. Okay, well, Stafford, what do you guys think? I, I want to hand over the mic to Stafford before I interrupt him yet again. Uh, the, the, you mean the Moose mic? The Moose mic. All right, you guys. The moose mic is, is on the Alaskan. The moose mic is on the Alaskan. Okay. Yes. All right. Ooh. Oh, boy. Um, so, for me, like the podcasts are, are a nice, fun, kind of convenient and easy way to really to, to listen to, to kind of, uh, I guess, in some ways, consume content. You get to know people. You get the, the creators to know their whatever it is that they're kind of doing. For me, I, I really enjoyed uh, a lot of like narrative podcasts. I, I was a huge fan of um, The Adventure Zone. Uh, damn near cried in the middle of work one day when I was listening to the last episode of their first season, and I was like holding back tears as I was talking shells. It was, <laughs> I'm sure, to everybody around me. Uh, you, know what? you know what, if you were talking shells, I feel like people would just, yeah, he's talking shells, still okay to cry. 
Yes. Just, you know, just, get one, get one pass. just like, yeah, it's a shit job. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, and then, you know, I, as, as will probably become apparent, uh, I'm, I'm kind of the marketing guy around here. And so, you know, like Rodrigo mentioned, like building that community is something that, um, as, you know, I, I want to see Shingon have the opportunity to do, to, to build that community, connect with, um, with other people in the industry, to connect with people interested in the industry, working to uh, build that connection. Nice. Like that, that sounds totally like a marketing pitch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, 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 I'm sorry. Can you go again? I was pulling on my checkbook. Can you say that again? <laughs> uh, million dollars? Uh, oh, all right. Let me just sign this over here. Just going to leave it by your doorstep because we can't. I can't touch you, so I'm just going to leave it under your door. Social distancing. <laughs> slide it under. I'll knock and you can slide it under. Not, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not touch I'll delivery. And slide it in my inside coat pocket. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Rodrigo, I think you had the intention of cutting one of us off. Please go ahead. No, I just said, like, not touch delivery. Like, that, that was just, like... <laughs> yeah, I gotta talk about that. That's, that's... I love that. I love everything about no touch delivery. I wish no touch delivery lasted forever. I feel like our society is learning a lot of things with this crisis of COVID-19. And one of them, the touch delivery is the future. No touch delivery is the future. I don't know. For me, it's weird. Like... Because no, like my door, you leave the food in my door, and you leave. So I gotta leave. I don't know. Just, like it, it just seems weird that you're saying that, and then you're going crazy because of like you're lacking social interaction, right? Yeah, because okay, social interaction of of the heroes, okay, the heroes, the delivery drivers who are keeping me fed these days, right? My social interaction with them goes by, hey, how's your day? Good, good. Thank you, thank you. That's yeah. not social interaction. It's a robot. No, it, it and is. I, and I'm the robot. I, I'm true. I, it's not their fault. It's my that, fault. That's that's the the like. I think that's the thing that you're not seeing. Like, uh, social interaction is like every interaction with, you have with another human being. And even though it's awkward, there is not like the most pleasant interaction. It's still interaction, and that's something that we have to experience. Like, I think every interaction that we have with people is valuable, either even if it's not like the greatest thing that can happen to you. Or if, if, it's, if it's uncomfortable, you know? Because sometimes from uncomfortable situations or the worst situations, like, you can grow and you can, like, overcome some shit, you know? Yeah, but sometimes it's Sunday morning. My my head's a mess. All I got is my underwear on. And I don't want to talk to anyone. Then I just want to grab my food and eat my food. Then fucking cook. <laughs> no! I'm, yeah. paying for, I'm paying for a service, all right? Then pay I'm yourself help- and like fry some fucking eggs, man. I'm helping this economy, all right? I'm helping this economy. <laughs> I'm making yeah. sure the small businesses are being yeah. paid. You know, the mom and pop shops of McDonald's need to be paid. Otherwise, what are we going to do? Fair enough, Arthur. Fair enough. <laughs> but, anyway, oh, yes, go ahead. Yeah, no, like, just. Um, I don't know if at, the, at this point like anybody cares, but like for me this podcast. Minute ten of the podcast. I don't know if anybody really cares about this anymore. Yeah, but I'm just <laughs> going to say it, right? Like as every fucking say that I say. But um, uh-huh. uh, no, like I think this podcast was like an interesting idea because um, I don't know if it was either you, Arthur, or Stafford, like. 
pointed out, like, every time we meet, like, sure, we have this Chingot Media um, production company, right? And, like, we're friends. But even though when we hang out, like, we always end up, like, talking about projects or we always end up talking about media or we always end up, like, talking about, like, uh, something along the lines, you know? So, like, there's nothing, like... Because pretty much, like, our life, even as sad as it sounds, like, it's surrounded by it and, like, it's just focused on that, right? Uh, and it's pretty much, like... And hopefully, like, the people that are listening to this or listen to this, like, when this blows up and they're like, oh, I want to see, like, the first episode to see, like, how cringy these guys were. Um, like, hopefully, they, they, at this point, like, you can see the dynamic that usually Arthur has an opinion. Then I have, like, completely the opposite, different opinion him, from him. And, like, Stafford is kind of like the papa bear in middle, like, trying to uh, <laughs> keep everything in check, right? So, like, I think it's, like, a cool interaction that we can have as... Chingot Media and just like like we're we're always like pretty much like we're always doing like this kind of conversation so why not like just put it out there right yeah. And, and yeah that was my opinion that probably at this 10 minutes like nobody cares <laughs> don't worry don't worry we're gonna cut out don't worry oh perfect <laughs> don't yeah. don't Stafford don't. edit um, uh, two words I got two words for you guys go for it I wanna, I wanna segue to our next little pit I got two words for you guys Tiger King. Yeah. Okay. Who here has watched Tiger King? Oh, the documentary? The documentary on Netflix. Who here has watched it? Uh, not really. Like I, I've seen the the trailer and it seems interesting, but I haven't time like I haven't like put some time to the side to watch it. Like, is it good? So my week has been spent doing. So my week I watched. I just watched this morning the first two episodes of Tiger King. I also watched a few movies this week, but I think my highlight is Tiger King because it's it's weird and it's such an attention-grabbing documentary. It's like a seven-episode miniseries documentary. Each episode has forty minutes, and it's 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 a side of the world that you never really see. It's almost like the Flat Earth documentary that uh, Netflix did, right? <laughs> It's like, it's like if you it's you mix the craziness of the flat earth documentary with all the illegal shit from the uh, Firefest documentary they did, the fuck Jerry did for Netflix as well. And you have Tiger King. It's yeah, I mean precisely none of those. So <laughs> thank you, Stafford. It's it's honestly it's it's funny, it's great. All you have all these weird characters. Who are all pretty shitty people? <laughs> They're not a not a single character know. on that show is a good real people. It's all real. Like, it's not a dramatization. It's a document. But is it like hillbillies or or what is it? So the premise is about this 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 guy whose name is Joe Exotic. Okay, and he has a tiger sanctuary. He has like one of the biggest tiger sanctuaries in America. He is called, he calls himself Tiger King. He lives on part of the community of people that that have uh, big cat sanctuaries and animal sanctuaries. And he's one of the people that fought against the bill that went through the U.S. government, which was a big cat protection bill. Something I'm paraphrasing the name of the bill. Yeah. But the intention of the bill was to stop people from privately owning big cats as pets. 
people like Shaq or like Mike Tyson have tigers on their houses. The intention of the bill was to stop things like that from happening. And uh, like I'm on episode two, so I don't know all the story, but the idea is that it's it's Joe Exotic and his tiger-owning friends who make money by selling these tigers to people when they get old, fighting this bill, fighting against PETA, fighting against the government agencies and like and these guys, like they all walk. It's the middle of Texas, so they all walk strapped, you know, okay. like two revolvers in their belts, ready to shoot that. people. And there's like this point of like episode one. I think there's this point where they ask, "Oh, what's gonna happen if the police comes here to close your shop up?" And then he goes like, "It's gonna be another Waco. There's gonna be a shootout if they come." Oh and it's all these insane people, and then you turn to the heroes of the story, which is. Peter and this lady Carolyn. Carol. Thing is, if you know anything about Peter, you know they're not heroes. <laughs> they're hypocrites who have good on them, but they're mostly hypocrites that steal homeless people's dogs and really mistreat animals. And you have this lady Carol, who's a Peter. Is not she's not a member, but she's an associate of Peter, and she's fighting against a big cat, Phil. And she's fighting against Joe Exotic in his sanctuaries. And you feel, okay, she has a good cause. Because, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe Joe's sanctuaries are shady. Like, there's no shade. It's a bunch of tigers put together. They fight all the time. It's not the best conditions. But then you find out that Carol, this lady who's supposed to be the hero of our story, not only she has a millionaire husband that disappeared, nobody knows what happened to him. And she got all his money. From being his wife, and I, I to gotta, this I day, clarify the point. It, it, is it he disappeared or he got disappeared? Oh, plot it, twist! It, it, it's, I think it's more of a he got disappeared. That's what everyone implies because the guy one day just vanished, and oh, she, yeah. oh, yeah. he got disappeared, and she got all of his money. And if his money, not only she, the reason why she started this like quote unquote war with Joe Exotic is because she has her own sanctuary. And her sanctuary is even worse than his. In like sense. she has the smallest cages that she puts these tigers on, and like she's the quote-unquote hero of our story. And it's it's a wild ride. Like it's I haven't seen anything like Tiger King yet, and I'm really excited to see the rest of it. It's really nice. crazy. I, I recommend for any one of you. It's well, I. It's, I, I I'm watching right. Netflix right now. Like it seems like it's number one here in Canada, right? And like, so the the, the way I got into it is that again the, the description that I got from a friend is that what would happen if a gay meth using tiger owning gun tooting redneck would do if the police tried to close him and. <laughs> That, but it's not it's not inaccurate like it's not inaccurate at all and like fucking joe exotic he's the main guy he's like this he's the main guy of this documentary right and he's such an interesting character he has like uh, he's not a good person by any means the things he says the things he does are not good but he has like some charisma to like he's a he's a public speaker he has some charisma to him he can make people like him from the way he talks, and it's very interesting to watch. It's it's Tiger King. If you have the time, go watch. It's an experience. 
What about you, Stafford? Have you seen something that you should be recommending to people? Oh man, um, put, put me on the spot here. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna default. I'm gonna use, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play my Trump card, which is my favorite movie, but it's very old. Don't play the Trump card. So, uh, don't play the Trump card, dude. We don't need a racism over here. You know, hey, I hate him. I was there. I was there. I hate him just as much as you guys, and I lived it. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, the Count of Monte Cristo from the '90s or early 2000s, whichever, uh, whichever decade. Coming with them. Yeah. That's, I, it, yeah. I don't know if it's on Netflix. But it's my favorite movie. So go check it out. Uh, it, uh, last time Stafford Stafford watched a movie, Harvey Weinstein was still a respectable producer. And he ha yeah, and he didn't have COVID nineteen. Yeah, and he wasn't in jail. Count of Monte Cristo. Tell, 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 what do you like? What, what's your thing about the Count of Monte Cristo? Uh, I really like uh, character-driven stuff. Um, I mean, given given like my favorite book series, my games with Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop RPGs, I find that I'm really attracted to uh, like character-driven stories that focus more on the following a character or character. And and that uh, the Count of Monte Cristo follows with the Count, this one character. And having thought about it kind of a lot while watching the movie and afterward, it moves between settings and situations really, really, really fast. And if it were not if it were not for the strength of the main character as a character, it would feel really, really just just too fast. We'd be moving from one thing to the next thing on the drop of a hat and it would be completely jarring for the viewer. But because they do such a good job establishing the lead character and you really follow his thinking, his mentality, his experiences, you understand his motivation all the way through, it, it all tracks. Even though there's there's like five to ten year gap of just like, oh yeah, by the way, he was on the boat for like five years. We're not gonna talk about that. Now he's back in France. What anime is that? Oh, great. Awesome. We're here now. <laughs> have, you, have you watched uh, The Assassination of Jesse James? You have recommended it to me, and it is on my list. I have I'm going to recommend it again, because that's you, no. just, you just described to me The Assassination of Jesse James, and I feel, I feel like you're going to like If that's the kind of movie you like, you're going to love The Assassination of Jesse James. No, but oh, I want to make like, like a... Like, uh, how do you call it? Like, something in between? Like, I think, like, we're going to talk about, like, something that happened in the comics world, like, just in a bit. So, and it's something really weird and kind of, like, shocking for a lot of people and has caused some controversy. Uh, so, I will say, like, getting to know both of you. So, like, I know there's kind of, like, this comic book, uh, interested graphic novels. So... Talking about like media, we consider like that in the spectrum of whole media, like comic books through movies to uh, TV shows to books, like all that kind of stuff, right? So I will say, um, taking into account like the topic that we're going to discuss next, like which graphic novel or which comic book do you think like people should grab at this moment to kind of like distract oh. themselves from this thing? Go Stafford. Go. Go. The Sandman. I got this is all Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. Any day of the week, at all times, always. 
find it. It's, I, I guarantee you it's in like every single comic book store because it's amazing. Check it out. That shit is amazing. Okay. And it's so inspiring to me personally as a writer. And I'm sure other people think the same thing. Neil Gaiman's a freaking genius. Uh, if I had to recommend something, uh, miracle you're listening. Hit us up, dog. Yeah, <laughs> Neil. My G Neil. Uh, no. If I had to recommend, I have two recommendations. If you want to read something good, what read Watchmen? It's my go-to when you want something good. Watchmen is awesome. It's really, it's just, it's not just a dumb comic book or a dumb novel. It's smart. It has a lot of brain to it, especially on times like this. It's a really, really interesting read. Now, if you want to have fun and read something really dumb and really gory and stupid that's going to distract your mind do what i'm doing and read the boys <laughs> i i got into the boys because of the tv show i don't know if you, you guys watch the boys yeah what'd you think of the show yeah. um even though it was not like comic accurate i think like the essence still is it still there you know like the greediness uh, kind of like the dark humor in it like But it doesn't go like the what's the name of the writer from the comic book Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis. Yeah, yeah. And like I know his work from the past. He he also read the wrote the comic book Crust. I don't know if you ever heard about that. No, but I read his Punisher run, Punisher Max. Yeah, like the guy is like crazy. Uh, but so like probably most of the concept like had to be a little bit toned down for the TV so, show. Yeah, so if, for people that don't know Garth Ennis, the thing about Garth Ennis is that he's a comic book superhero writer that hates superheroes as a concept. He's a writer that writes superheroes for money, but he hates superheroes as a concept. So the voice is all his like pent-up anger, all his pent-up resentment of doing superhero comic books and doing it on his own world where superheroes are the like they're not just like the thing about the thing about the boys tv show is that there's some ambiguity to it the superheroes they're human there's like people like homelander who are straight up evil but there are other characters like a train the deep who are bad guys who's done bad things but things bad humans would do none of them is a machiavellical villain They're all human-like characters. Same thing to Queen Maeve. Same thing for Starlight. You know, all these characters, they have those traits. On the comic book, every single supervillain is just evil. They're just like these characters. Because like Garth Ennis hates superheroes so much that he made a whole comic book dedicated to like, all. they're all rapists. They're all sexual deviants, sexual addicts. They all use a shit ton of drugs. They all kill people for fun. It's absurd, and it's and then you have again Billy Butcher and his gang of boys who differently on the TV show. On the TV show, the boys the one thing they like the most is that they have to be smart on how they solve their issues. On the books, they just beat the shit out of anyone that gets in their way. The, the only person that can stand up to them is the Seven and Homelander, and even them, if they fought, it would be a pretty bloody battle. So there's like not much to it. It's just like. It's gonna be a comic book where you see this gritty, brooding character beat the living shit out of superheroes just cause. That's the boys for you. It's an interesting read. Uh, I'm having fun with it. I wouldn't say it's a good comic book series, but I'm having fun with it. Yeah, it is a blast. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations, Rodrigo? Um, I don't know. Like, 
I think for my favorite writer, Rick Remender, uh, I would recommend like pretty much everything he, he has done at this point. Um, if you want like something really weird, like you can check out his volumes for this series he's writing for Image Comics uh, called Black Science. So pretty much like in that series, uh, we follow like an alcoholic scientist that has experimented and has discovered like a way to travel through dimensions and travel to space and time. Uh, but it's like super weird, sub, uh, super um, fucked up some ways. And but it's also really fun. Uh, also, you can check out his uh, Uncanny Exports uh, run that he made a couple of years ago. If you're a fan of the X Men, like I think it's one of like those stories that even though with well we know like with every comic like it's always like okay at the end like everything's going to get sorted out right but uh, the way he writes it like uh, I can see it like a self-contained story that like if Marvel decided like okay this was the end of the X Men or the end of like uh, Marvel Universe or like this is like this actual thing that will change everything I will actually believe it uh, and also like maybe Fear Agent. Same from Rick Remender, um, because I think like Sony signed like a three-year deal to do like a TV series, uh, hopefully soon when all of this uh, settles down. So yeah, like Rick Remender, awesome writer, uh, has all has also worked with uh, Marvel. That I think like that's our next topic. Uh, so yeah, nice Actually, way to no, like. Uh, I'm bringing something before we talk about Marvel. Oh Actually, really? I want to talk about something else before we talk about Marvel. What are we talking about? Because I feel like we talk some yeah. Uh, uh, I want to ask you guys a thing before yeah. we get to any topic. What do you guys think of John Lennon? Cool oh. guy. <laughs> Good guy, right? Good guy. Fun, fun guy, right? Cool guy. John Lennon. Uh, John Lennon. <laughs> We're going to stop. Let's talk about what happened. Let's talk about uh, Imagine. <laughs> After Bong John Ho, oh, sorry, I butchered his name. My bad. Yeah, like you, you're worse than Imagine at this point. Yeah, I am. I am. My bad. Uh, yeah, no, I said it right. <laughs> After Mr. Ho took away a bunch of Oscars for the Hidden Parasite, I don't think there's anything that could hit his point home more than a bunch of rich people singing Imagine from their <laughs> billion dollar mansions. Okay, but uh, but I have a question. Like with this whole, well, just to give any like anybody that is listening and like hasn't seen this, that probably like everybody has at this point. Like Gal Gadot uh, published this video, singing Imagine, and like it's a matchup with a lot of uh, huge Hollywood stars. Uh, and well, we know like the song Imagine talks about like thinking about no countries, uh, no possessions, and it just seems like an out of touch uh, situation because like these people. They don't have to uh, go out and actually work uh, to make a living right now, you know, like with this whole situation. So it just seemed like a weird strategy or a weird way to show support when actually it just seems like something out of touch, right? And to be fair, it was out of touch when John Lennon did it. Like if there's one man who should be singing a song about no possessions... It's John Lennon. Well, also, like, have you seen the video for Imagine? <laughs> like, he's doing it in a huge mansion, like... Yeah. It's... <laughs> I just love it. You know what? It, 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 my favorite thing is that you have people like Pedro Pascal, Will Ferrell, who clearly got a call from their agents, and they're like, all right, I gotta do this. They just picked up their camera, 
from the second event and sent it to Gagadot or her agent. And then you have other people who have like a word on the song. Right. Sorry? Wasn't I think Mark Ruffalo was laying in bed yes. for his. Yes. Like, but then you have like then you have other people who like have like oh, Gal Gadot is like a shit ton of makeup on, all self-produced. And then you have the even best people that they have like they say one sentence of the song, but they do twenty different pitches and twenty different ways of singing that one sentence. And their voice just goes like oh, all they sing. And it's so funny, like they're going so hard trying to prove they're good singers. But my my question comes like, do you think the criticism comes for like the the choosing of the song? Like if it was like any other song, like would would they still have backlash on them? Or it was like more backlash because of like what the song represents? No, I think being imagined brought it's it's a thing, it's tone deaf, right? Because okay, there's already the issue where you have people like a bunch of celebrities telling people to stay at home at any cost. And don't get me wrong, I don't disagree with the idea of staying home at any cost. I think that's what we need to do for the virus. I don't leave paycheck by paycheck, so I'm not worried about not paying rent. So when someone like me or someone like a celebrity comes on TV from their Malibu mansion saying, hey guys, just don't work for three months. It can't be a bit tone deaf. And then you have all of them singing from their, all of their Malibu mansions singing a song about being together when we're not really together. You are not suffering with this. I'm Gal Gadot, I'm sorry. You're not suffering with this. I can guarantee you're not. Maybe maybe you're suffering because you have a family member that's on the risk group. Sure. That is a good point. You're not suffering the same as like a, a dad of three who's working paycheck to paycheck and can't go to work and the federal government is not giving them money. And then when you try to lump yourself together with them, say, yeah, we're all going through the same thing, and we're all together on this, we're not. We're not. What Colbert. I, I love Stephen Colbert, but if there's one thing this thing has shown to me, is that motherfucker has a shit ton of money. Every new, every new Last Week United does, every new show he hosts, right? He's in a different part of his house. I don't know how many episodes he can go without repeating the same point of his house. But his house is huge, apparently. Because every episode, he's in a new part of it. Oh, boy. It's <laughs> and again, I have nothing against if you. If you have money, you have a big house, props to you. You work for that. You deserve it. Don't fucking film yourself singing Imagine and tell them you're with me. You're not with me. Well, no, you know, like, but you know, no, it's like it's good intentions. They have good intentions. No, yeah, yeah, like I agree. It's just like just, I, I know where you're coming from. I just think like it just get out of hand, you know. Like, uh, like I think like people made a huge deal out of it, and like I don't think so. I think it's uh, no, a joke. I think it's just they, comedy. No, no, no. no I think funny. No, I, I've seen like people really get like pissed off about it, and it's like okay, like sure, like it seems out of touch, and it's just like it's not like they're, they're not the people to be singing. And it's also kind of stupid saying, like, what can somebody sing and what can somebody not sing, right? But, like, um, I don't know. Like, I think it was just something, like, with good intentions. And, like, if it didn't come across, like, just don't give them attention. Like, just show how irrelevant they are at this moment, you know? Like, I think no, that's the I, biggest I show of protest. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Like, but you just give them a the power. It's just, it's just like, look at this. Look at these stupid rich people. <laughs> 
<laughs> look how look how out of touch they are. You know, it's it's funny. But at that moment, but, you're giving them more like, power, right? Sure, I am. Whatever, I don't care. I care that I'm enjoying myself, making fun of them. Like, uh, I'm imagining a room like uh, with all like, yeah, guys, let's help them. Let's let's all of us let's get on different parts of our mansions and let's sing Imagine. People are gonna love it. They're gonna clap to us. They're gonna cheer us on. It's gonna be great. And I, I think that's it's a funny idea. And a, it's a funny concept. It's. I don't know, like, like I think if it was like a meme, I would be like super up to it. But like, it just seemed like people got really pissed off, and like, kind of like the other day, like I mentioned you, like the Vanessa Hudgens thing, uh, that I think like that's actually something to get pissed off at, because that's completely like, that's that's wrong shit to say at this moment in time, you know? I think I mean I, so, I think the the intention is definitely on, but. Again, the choice in song, not even, and, and that's it is also maybe, you know, acknowledging more the whole thing of like, yeah, we get that you know, there's people out there that are suffering more than us. Because the thing is, celebrities have a platform. Yes, yes, in a lot of ways, they are not, I mean, it, it's it's factual to state and economically speaking, um, for sure by a lot of other standards, they're not really on the same level as the rest, socially or but. That doesn't mean that they don't have the ability to to kind of reach down and maybe try to be helpful, try to express positive, especially in times like this, positive energy, positive feeling, whatever. But there has to be an acknowledgement that they're not, they, they can't say, you know, we're feeling the effect of this the same way as you are from a from a mansion. They're right. They kind of they, they don't really have the, the right to say we're the same. Speed racer, that way. Whoa! Speed racer over here trying to drag race around. <laughs> nice. Quarantine, dude. Go home. But but I agree with Stafford. Like I just think like with just some clarification of acknowledging like what people are going through, like that would have been it. You know, like I I just think like it it got uh, blown out of proportion. You know. It's I don't know, dude, like okay. I, I just watched the beginning of it again. It's. <laughs> It's cringy, but like it's it's cringy, and it's like a Gal Gadot, all, all produced with her makeup on. Again, nothing against Gal Gadot, but it's just funny. It's like yeah, day six. It's so rough, you guys. You know, I've been a bit philosophical because I'm locked up at home just as you. And I saw this Italian guy playing a trumpet outside of his apartment, and that inspired me. And by the way, I have to say this, and people might hate me for this, but if you're in a, if you're if you're here in Canada with me, and you start playing a trumpet outside of your window, I'm gonna get pretty pissed off. I'm gonna get pretty angry. <laughs> Don't like I understand why you do it. Saxophone right outside. Yeah, no, I get it. I get, I get why you want to do it. Don't. Don't do it. Please. Nah. <laughs> It's, it's okay. Like I, I just think like this like got so much attention and and in a bad light just from the both sides, from people receiving it, like from and from the people that made it, right? So, uh, it was just like a huge misunderstanding. But just like going a little bit into depth uh, before we move on to the next topic, uh, I just think like if people doesn't know like what Vanessa Hudgens said the other day, uh, so pretty much like she said in a video. Um, it's okay, like, for people to get infected, like, 
like either way we're going to die right like so who cares pretty much like not not quoting her on that but like that's that was kind of like the message she said and i think that's kind of like everything that the imagine video is getting like the hate it's getting like that should be towards like that kind of people you know like that was completely out of touch and like just giving like a completely different like hateful message towards like something that is like a really serious situation right 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 now uh because okay. it's just like encouraging people like okay like since you don't have like the immune system of an of an old man um you can go out and like either way like people are going to die so who cares right no no okay like the people like the, the, the political leaders that are being like ignorant about it that's actually i agree if you want to be angry at something be angry at the poor piss leadership some countries have and i'm not just talking about the u.s government i'm talking about my home government who's doing the same thing the brazilian government so yeah, if you're gonna be angry at something, go for it. If you're gonna laugh at something, if you guys can, please open the video up and put on the one point forty-five, uh, one minute point forty-five. I don't know who this lady is. She's the funniest. Oh, she has two words on the song. She has two words. I'm gonna get us in trouble. Don't, don't uh, be in this mood. I'm sorry. It's just funny. I'm just taking a joke oh, out of it. It's funny. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Marvel Warriors. I think that that's funnier than like the actual thing, right? Like because when I saw the announcement, like I actually thought it was a joke. Tell me about it. I have no idea what they, I was gonna research it. I didn't. Okay, so pretty much <laughs> like the New Warriors was like a series, like pretty much from the nineties, uh, presented mm-hmm. like different characters and like the most relevant thing that the group has made, uh, aside from the Avengers and all that kind of stuff in the Marvel universe. They they were kind of like the de facto a group that caused the civil war in 2006 and Wait, were those the, the kids that attacked the villain no no uh, yeah, yeah yeah like th- that was the new warriors not not these new new warriors but the actual like the ones okay. that are going to play the mentors in this uh, new rebooted series kind of thing uh so marvel just announced the new new warriors um and supposedly with this storyline that they're playing um heroes under 21 are uh illegal so now they have to be mentored by some kind of like group or some kind of hero. So that's why the new warriors are bringing like these new new warriors, oh, and we're getting like uh, these new warriors that are trailblazer. That is this girl uh, that had like the magical backpack. Uh, we have B negative that has like the blood of Morbius and is like a god emo fanatic of the two thousands music or some shit like that. Then we had like screen time that is like this guy that can research like right away things from Google and is a meme addict. And then we have like the thing that has caused like a lot of controversy that is like Snowflake and Safe Space. There are these twins that uh, Safe Space can create like kind of like barriers. um, But just like when he's protecting somebody or with the intent of protecting somebody and Snowflake that can like I don't know, like, she throws, like, shuriken shit or, like, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, some shit like that, you know, like... Uh, what? What? And that's the thing, like, it, it just seems like even people, like, even, like, the, the wokest of people, like, are against this kind of thing, you know, like, like leftists to rightists, like, they just think it's shit, like, straight away, like, and... and I can see why, you know, like when you start seeing like the the trailer that I sent like here in the in the server, like the the writer, his name is I think uh, 
just a moment. It's Daniel Kibblesmith that he worked for um, the show of Stephen Colfer and has written like some other Marvel comic books. Um, he he's saying like in the nineties, like he was introduced to, to the actual original New Warriors, and he thought like they were too cool for him, like because uh, one of the guys had like a knife in the in his hand, and like that was scary for him, and like. Uh, the other guys was too buff or like they they were too cool for him and now he wants to make like heroes that like make people feel safe and comfortable and then like just starts explaining the names of these guys and it's just pretty much puns for what they're doing or what they represent you know um the other thing i mean like the art is definitely i i like it, it's a unique style i'm not necessarily saying that like the, the art is bad, but I just all their designs to me seem really not super interesting. I guess no, it's, it's <laughs> no. Up to me. teenagers. Nobody's gonna like, comment on that. Like there's like, these, they, they just look like people, except then they've got these weird color schemes where it's like, okay, either make them just look like people wearing clothes if that's the point, or make them. Look like people in like superhero suits. So I got a question. Yeah. That I don't. Did they pay the Benton artists for the rights for the Ben Ten style? Because this screen time dude is just a copy of Ben Ten. No, but no joke. Like <laughs> sure, but but also you know like I just like like talking like taking political things aside and like social social uh, just like issues or like trying to do diversity in comic books like i just think like they're horrible heroes you know like screen time a, a guy that like was infected by internet gas and that now can <laughs> like first of all like what the fuck is internet gas man like uh, like an internet an internet gas that was like produced by his grandparent like like just read that sentence to somebody and like get approved to do this kind of shit you know like uh, and also like you have like Captain America, you have Thor, you have Black Widow, like, like they they have actual like skills to like take somebody down. Like, what is like screen time going to do? Like, show a meme until the guy like says like, okay, fuck it, I'm not going to steal anything. Like, I'm just I going mean, to share memes and that's it, right? Also, I would like to hear, for example, from you, Stafford, that you have more like a connection towards the LGBTQ plus community, like. Um, yeah, like that kind of like things because I know like in the trailer for these new warriors like they're saying oh yeah like um, Snowflake and Safe Space are like grabbing these names and they're putting them as badges of honor uh, because they want to go against the internet and all that, that kind of stuff right so I just want to see like the whole concept of new warriors and like that kind of stuff like why like in, in sense of that representation like what do you think about that? So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that stood out to me as well. Um, the thing is, I'm glad, I'm glad to see that those characters are being involved. I'm, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to, I'm going to start with that, basically, which is that I'm going to start from the point of too long of those characters just sort of not existed. And, and then also there's the weird time where they existed, but they were killed off or, they're, or they were side characters or they were stereotyped. So seeing those characters kind of in a spotlight role is cool. Um, and I'm definitely glad to see that. But I don't know anybody. I've never met anybody. I've never talked to anyone who thinks that 
there's any remote chance of taking Snowflake back. <laughs> I don't think there's a push for that. I don't think. And you know what? Maybe five years from now, there will be. This is not, not five years from now. There's not. I, I, I jokingly call myself a liberal snowflake because it's a, because it's a point of a jab, yeah. saying like, "Oh, I'm I'm actually like a carpenter from Alaska. I'm not really a snowflake." But the joke is, I'm a liberal snowflake, not because I wear it like a badge of honor or I'm taking it back, but because I'm making fun of people who use the term. Snowflake. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I just think this Daniel guy, like, just search for like pretty much like how can i make the most diverse more woke characters and like people are just going to buy them in you know like because i don't like for example i don't think diversity should be restricted or are like ruining uh things for media as a whole you know like i think that's a misconception for somebody and it's just like uh kind of like the frustration of people getting like uh some roles or some character recasted and all that kind of shit right but i think like when you do diversity right Kind of like what happens with, uh, and specifically right now that we're talking comic books. Uh, Miles Morales is just like the perfect example of how diversity was made in the right way, right? Like he was his own character. Uh, he wasn't I agree. like. Disagree 100%. I disagree with you in so many levels. Go for Miles it. Mora Miles Morales is a good diverse character now. But when Miles Morales was introduced, he was, he was straight up just Black Peter Parker. He was he's like not. a reskin of Peter. He was. Like, his personality was just Peter's. I think it took so many years until Miles became what he became. And now he's an awesome character. But he wasn't like that from the beginning. No, I don't think so. I, I think, like, he can share some values with Peter Parker. And that's why, like, uh, the role of Spider-Man can suit him. But, like, I don't think he was, like, a copycat from when Peter Parker. When he came out, he was just Peter. He was just black Peter Parker. <laughs> he had a very similar background. He had very similar personality. It took... I, I honestly, my honest opinion is that Miles Morales really got his place in the Marvel Universe with Spider-Verse. Because for so many years, his comic books were just Peter Parker's comic books. I don't think so. Drawing. I don't think so. Like, ever since, like, the Ultimate Universe, like, they introduced him, like, I, I've seen, like, a good support from him. And I, and I enjoy his stories, you know, like, taking the mantle, like, make it his own. He still have his own stories, like he, like for example, like his, like okay, like spoiler, not spoiler, because who cares, right? But like his dad doesn't die like until further in the series, right? Like so, it's not like he's a copycat. Like I just think he shares some values with Peter Parker, and that's why he's suitable for Spider-Man. But like I just think you saying like, oh yeah, until right now, like what was it like a year ago or like two years ago that spider-verse was released like that's when finally miles morales came into fruition i i don't think miles morales could have been like in spider-verse like if it wasn't like an actual character you know okay uh, did you what did you start reading miles stuff ever since ultimate ultimate universe because it wasn't his dad that died his dad dying is a spider-verse thing no the original it's his mom the original story oh, is right his mom. yeah and but, okay, my problem with Miles is that okay, I, I quickly I, I did a, I, I went on the Google Time Machine, right? Just yeah. to make sure I wasn't crazy, and I I, I just put it on the Google Time Machine. Differences between Peter Parker and Miles Morales, and I get three points. Sameish power origin story. They're both made by a radioactive spider. The difference is that uh, my, uh, Marco, my, Michael Miles' uncle steals it and gets it to Miles on the Spider the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, they have the same tragic story, but instead of an uncle, it's a mom. 
Miles becomes a superhero because of his mom dying. And the only the huge difference they had was Venom Blast, which was the one power Miles had that Peter didn't. But for a long time, Venom Blast didn't have an explanation. It was just a thing he had. It took some time for us to like understand what Venom Blast was, which comes back to my point, which is Miles is great today. Like he's a great character. He's one of my favorite Spider Verse characters. But when he came out, he was really bad. He was so bad that he brought Peter Parker back. That's how bad he was doing. They killed Peter Parker off to give Miles a space, and then they brought Peter Parker back. They didn't. Like in the Ultimate Universe, like people don't come back. Peter Parker. They brought back Peter Parker on. Basically, they sidelined Miles' stories and mainlined the six one six stories with Peter Parker, who were getting sidelined for the Ultimate Version. So he didn't come back on the. Give me one second. No, that's that's not how it happened. Like they uh -oh. integ they integrated like Miles into the canon universe yeah. pretty much. Like that's yes. that's the only thing. But like they never brought like the other guy. No, he comes back. He comes back. No, he comes back. He's re he's revived. He's not. Yep. Uh -huh. Sometime after his death, Peter woke up in an abandoned laboratory. He got. Re Se Send that fucking article over I'm here. Right. I'm reading it right now. It's in front of me. After he dies, he gets shot. He gets shot by the Punisher. The whole thing is ruined. The album happens. He dies on Mary Jane's arms. And then he's revived by the Oz. That's how badly he was when he brought him back. I don't think so, man. I, I'm, 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 reading, I'm reading right in front of me. I think, yeah. my, I think Miles is an amazing character. He is. Now he is. 100%. He wasn't when he came out. He was really bad when he came out he was just peter parker we can agree to disagree but like the point is i think uh daniel this guy like just wanted to be relevant uh for this series to happen you know like for this series to blow up but and it blew up but in, in a bad way and just like showcasing these different like uh social racial and just like these kind of different people in a bad way you know or in a bad light I think. Oh uh, no, I I feel like he had no. Honestly, um, I feel like he had good intentions. I feel like he wanted to create the, these characters for people that are lacking representativity. Man, but like, he was so but have, he was so into creating those characters that he lost any subtlety he could have. Have you seen like, like the fucking like the dumb line? Like, have you seen like the snowflake and like safe space? Like they're grabbing it, like they're grabbing each other, and it's not like it doesn't look like twins, you know? Like it it looks more like a fucking couple. I see. It. I'm seeing it right here. I, I noticed that as well. But I, mean, I feel like he just lost any subtlety he was trying to go for, you know? Yeah, and and also, I mean, that's it. His work back. It's it's the. I mean, again, I I want those characters involved, and I think it's good that those characters are being. But working backwards and saying, you know, we want the non-binary character. Okay, let's you know how do we how do we include this person? How do we include the black character? How do we include the gay character? How do we include the female character? Is what is what's been happening that has created the issue of stereotyping. Again, it's a step up from those characters not being involved. But when you say, how do we include the gay character? Well, it's really easy if he's flamboyantly gay, super like wears pink and booty yeah. short, and then dies in the first thirty minutes. Okay, great, we got the box. Awesome, guys, we included a gay character. Are we so forward thinking? And it's I the same line of thought. It's yeah. just, it's not saying let's just make a character and, oh, okay, you know what, and that character is going to be gay and it's going to be a thing and it's 
Like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. The character's gay. Deal with it. Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, I, it's a gay character. He's a gay character. Yeah, being gay is his whole personality instead of being just a part of his character. Well, Arthur, if you actually had, like, the time to uh, watch the trailer for the new words thing, like, there's a moment where Daniel, like, he's describing each of the characters, and, like, when he gets to safe space, he's like, okay, he is kind of like the usual jock, um, and, yeah, safe space is non-binary. And that that's pretty much, like, his character. Like, just, like, physically, supposedly, is like a jock, and, like, his only trait is, like, he's non-binary. Uh, it was it was uh, uh, Snowflake that was non binary. No, it was Ace Yeah, but yeah, sorry, go ahead, Stefan. Oh, I was just gonna say it was it was Snowflake that was the non binary one. Uh, oh, really? No, yeah, Snowflake's the non binary one. Yeah, but uh, I know I, I feel it's not. I feel there's an issue with your character when the only thing you can talk about them is their sexual inclination, right? It's the same thing if I if I just start talking about Captain America. I said, yeah, he, he's he's a jock, he's straight. That's all. That's all I said, right? Yeah. Captain America has a different number of characteristics to him. Every other superhero has, and I feel like them having different sexual. Uh, what's the word for it? Sorry, my English is bad. Gender identity. Having different gender identities and different sexual uh, interests is awesome. I think it's cool. It makes the universe bigger, it makes more diversified, and that's good. But that can't be the only characteristics. They need to have more, more characteristics. Right? Like, I'm going to just flip around, just for the sake of having a devil's advocate here. I'm going to point out that this trailer is 4 minutes and 35 seconds long. So the dude's got a, maybe 30 seconds of each character, right, to introduce him. Now, yeah, again, I'm, I'm still pointing out that, like, if his first thought is it's the gay character, it's the non-binary character, it's the X, Y, Z. He, he has thing. 30 seconds for each character. All right. Uh, Captain America, he's a jock. He's straight. Let's maybe cut that out because that makes no fucking sense to put there. That doesn't say anything about character. So that's how, how he should actually have done it. Captain America, he, he fights for freedom. He hates, uh, he dislikes oppressive authority. <laughs> he hates Nazis. He, he dislikes bullying. And he fights for the weak. There you go. 10, 15 seconds, I I gave a rough description of what Captain America is. Peter Parker, he is, he's a kid, he's jovial, he likes fighting, he likes protecting his neighborhood and helping the people around him. He really cares about his friends and showing the world what he has and who he is. So. And then if you want, you can introduce those because like those traits are unique, credit where credit's due. We don't have a lot of characters like those. So if he wants, he can throw that in the middle of it but give more characteristics, you know? Make me believe that these characters are bigger than they're just this, you know? Because I feel like I really want us to have more characters like these, characters that represent people that are not represented. I think that's really important. But make them good characters, you know? Agree. No, agree. Um, and that's and that's almost certainly what is, is creating the controversy. Yeah. Out, like... You know, I mean, I, I like there's somebody sitting there. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. It's an old white guy sitting there, saying, you know, um, these I'm I'm including all these characters and and it's, you know it's great talking about these details of things that he may have researched. And I, I genuinely hope that he did his research in the writing and and took the time to discuss to maybe meet with uh, some people who aren't non-binary people who are facing these. Um, 
these sort of questions of, of gender identity and actually ask those questions, I hope, genuinely, because it will be reflected in the writing if you ask the question. Um, but even even if you you know, even if you did that research, again, it's it's about making a character first. Um, and then and then thinking about those things, right? Like the, the core part of the character cannot be those things because then you you've lost it entirely. Uh, and I'm gonna I mean I guess it's a weird, it's a weird sort of tangential example, right? I've run into this with um, with D and D characters and playing D and D games, where there's it becomes kind of a almost like who in the party is going to sleep with who. Sometimes uh, okay. <laughs> had that happen in, in some of my earlier games when I was still in, in university, and and that was it. Is there was kind of a lot of like, okay, there's you know, oh, you go into the tavern and there's the busty barmaid. Who's going to sleep with the busty barmaid? And who, you know, like it, it became so distracting and so kind of kind of difficult because so many people would go into it with the expectation of you know this kind of sexual tension as opposed to just enjoying it and 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 like it would in reality having something possibly organically happen or organically not happen. You know, again, it, it, it's kind of tangentially related, but similar issue of focusing on that first means you're forgetting about everything else that makes that character or that person unique and letting something organically be revealed or organically happen yeah. is really matters, right? Like if, if they never actually said snowflake is non-binary, but never in the writing that other than they, them point would have gotten across immediately. And it would have made so much more impact because it, it's becoming such a such an an issue, and I'm air quoting right now. It's becoming such this quotations issue, when in reality, what it should be is just normal. Yeah, there, yeah, and but there's a thing though that I, I just thought about while I was reading this page that clearly states that Peter Parker is alive on the Ultimate Universe for Drigo. That <laughs> well, they 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 broke that, they broke their own the rules. Media. Like it was not yeah. supposed to happen, but like go ahead, it's yeah. not revived. It, 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 yeah, he, he, he happened because Miles stopped in the beginning. Anyway, the, the point I'm trying to get across is here is that there's another side to this, is that me, you, Rodrigo, Stafford, we are not the main audience for comic books anymore. we got to think that some of these things are made for children. That on the, don't understand you're, you're wrong. No, I'm sorry, but some of these comic books are made for children. And maybe that's the case with new new heroes. Maybe it's a comic book made for children and they don't need to be subtle about it because children don't get subtlety uh, so maybe uh, like, it's just not for us i personally maybe, disagree with you like maybe this, this is like for little kids to learn about the world and if, sure uh, then if that's the case if i'm not the audience for it i get it i get why he did that way i'm not the audience i'm not gonna like this but i'm not supposed to like this because i'm not 12. i'm not nine <laughs> you know because like, the, like, okay, the whole concept is dumb like superheroes are illegal if they're under twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> such a dumb concept. <laughs> Can't they just join the army at seventeen and go be a superhero like Captain America was? <laughs> like it's such a like the whole concept. And there's like internet gas, and it's all dumb superhero stuff, which is fine because it's a comic book. Who cares? Like it's all dumb. Magic stuff, right? It's like when people say, "Oh, does oh, why, why does Kylo Ren is the strongest man in Star Wars?" It's space magic. There's no logic. It's it's just 
fun. It's entertainment, you know? And at the end of the day, this is what this is. I think this is for children who are growing up and are learning about these things. And they might learn something useful from it, you know? They're not going to be subtle because their target audience doesn't get subtlety. That might be what Daniel Man is playing at. And if that's so the case, then the issue the issue at hand that I'm seeing with that, because you know what? There is a very good point, right? None of us, there's a real thing that we should probably accept, which is that, yeah, we're probably not the target audience, um, which means that we're not going to get it, and that's fine. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. But if the target audience is young people, my concern is that abandoning the subtlety of it, because it's not even necessarily abandoning the subtlety, abandoning the, the normalcy of it means that what he's what this person is targeting, whether he wants whether this is his goal or not, in abandoning just kind of making it feel normal, he's targeting people who he's, t- he's targeting people who aren't in these these groups. Again, the person who is who is twelve and is figuring out that they're non-binary and is wrestling with the turmoil that that can already create just just naturally in their their lives are tumultuous as it is they don't need comic book that's constantly saying look at this look at this character look at this character they're on binary just like you look at them look at them get them understand them this is what you should be this is how it is we're supporting you go 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 that's not what they need what they need is somebody who writes a comic book where the character just is referred to as they then that's it yeah. It's not a question. It's not a big deal. It's not look at this, look at this, shoving their face in it because there's already on both sides. There's already enough chaos because it's it's hard. It, it's hard. It's agonizing sometimes to, to go through that. Even if you're not, even if you are being supported, it's still difficult. Yeah, and and having, oh sorry, go ahead, no no go ahead. No, um, I was just gonna just finish up by saying you know having having those characters presented it so directly is means that it's for young people who are on the not or I should say not on the receiving end. And I and I suppose, you know, if that's the target, I might disagree with that decision, but if that's their decision, that's their decision. And then they've then they've nailed that target, which is people who want who are going to grow up to be the next social justice warriors and if and may or may not completely miss the mark in the process. If that's their target, they've hit it. But people who are actually going through it, in my experience, which you know what, I'll say right now, everybody's uh, you know everybody's gonna have gonna have a different experience going through these things. But in in my experience, in in being around the people that I've been around, having a sense of normalcy in fiction is is kind of the escape. They don't need the the extra, the over the top, the the two thousand percent support. Just having it kind of be there is, is what is ideal, I suppose. It's, it's a, the thing is, it's, it's a problem with genres. Like, it's a superhero comic book, guys. Like, look, here, let me show the sentence here. They try to make a female and empowering character and they be Power Girl. <laughs> Back in a long time ago, right? They, they, try, they try to make strong male characters and they make Wolver- Wolverine, right? Who's just like this huge pile of muscles almost always shirtless, right? Like, there, there's a point where it's, maybe it's just on the writer, it's just a genre. Like, guys, comic books, especially superhero comic books. Like, like look at this! 
But I don't think like it's just in the comic books, you know? Like I think like what Stafford is saying is like a really valid and really important thing. Like I think as long as we keep talking about these topics and talking about these social uh, parts of our society, like uh, the LGBT community, like the non-binary people, like like just kind of like putting those tags like from the get-go, uh, like companies like using it for movies, like for example, right now onwards, or like every time that we see in the headlines, like, oh yeah, like this is the first time that we're going to see a gay character in like this or that. Like for example, what's happening the, what was like the rise of Skywalker? Like that, that at the end it was just like a cheap way of like trying to bring that kind of people into the cinemas, you know, like, and I think that's really disingenuous from um, companies like Marvel and Disney and all that kind of stuff, you know, like just, and just taking an example from a movie that I really like, I don't know if any of you saw uh, Paranorman. No. No? I'm, I'm familiar. I might've seen it a long time ago. I, I feel like I know the story. But. Yeah. But pretty much like Paranorman is kind of like uh, a movie from Studio Laika and at the end like uh, so pretty much like it's, it follows the journey of Norman and like this whole uh, reviving his dog and then like there's a whole zombie outbreak and he had like this adventure this with these kind of people and there's this jock called Mitch and never in the movie was mentioned he was gay until the end like he mentioned like oh you're going to love my boyfriend or something like that you know and then like yeah, you, you, the, whole thing, the cheerleader is like hitting on him the whole way through right yeah 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 that exactly and, and and that for me is like okay like that's fucking great you know like you have a, like a gay character and you didn't have to like put in every poster like oh studio like is putting like the first gay character in like an animation you know like he, they don't have to put like the batch in their chest to make it happen you know like they integrated and they normalized something like that in a movie that it was animated and it was like for children as well like you you can see that movie and it's for children so that's like for me that's not excuse of like the target audience or the, or like the, we're not the audience on that kind of stuff you know like i think as long as we try these things are taboos or like something out of the normality that's why it's going to keep that way sure but then we have what you have a shit ton of comic books that have these things being subtle about it and being smart about it but then we have a shit ton of gamba about it saying that the way to solve problems is being a big man of muscles and kicking down doors and beating the shit out of your problems you know you can't just be subtle when in everyone else isn't, because then you don't get your point across. When everyone else isn't being subtle, you're getting buried. But I think like that that is that you're pretty much like trying the audience as an idiot. Like if you think like people don't get but it. But that's how comic books do. That's again, com that's how comic books treat their audience all the time. No, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you pretty strongly. I will I will agree that DC. Uh, Marvel trades comic and superhero comics as a genre. I will, I will say, kind of has a, a history, and it, and it's been getting better, certainly. Yeah. But has a of being very straight to the point, very kind of not straight in a lot of ways. Um, but those aren't the only comic books out there. I mean, like, there are so many fantastic, fantastic graphic novels, comic books. That are being released, that are coming out, that are—I mean, even just look at webcom. As as silly as it is, look at the the, the vast libraries of webcom that are are gaining in popularity, are actually seriously creating um, a pretty solid solid uh, um, fan base, and are not are not going, you know, are not 
hitting people in the face with stuff. I'm not treating, I'm not trivializing issues. I'm not putting, you know, putting it on um, on their chest as a, as a badge. They're just kind of there and treating it with respect and being subtle and being honest and open about these issues. And but, they're really gaining ground. But that's not what this is, though. This is a superhero comic. And if we're gonna frankly analyze this like this, we gotta treat it as a superhero comic, right? Yeah, which is why kind of playing devil's advocate again, yeah. like saying he's only got you know however many seconds to go through or yeah. whatever. And, yeah. Again, like I don't think they're great character concepts, but again, like why, why why do you think it's okay to have like sometimes ham-fisted messages on some comics and we don't accept it on others, right? Well, like again, if if comics were character, if yeah, if comics were more subtle, if comics or as a genre were more subtle, then I would agree with you guys. Like, what the fuck is this, right? But like, it, it, like after thinking for a bit, that's not comic books are like, especially super again, not comic books as a whole. You are right, Stefan. Superhero Marvel DC comics. That's how they are. They're not subtle. They're in your face about what they're doing, what they want to do. So why is this not okay and some other shit okay? Because I just okay. think like the characters as a whole, like they're not good, and they're like giving like a bad impression of like the social um, groups that they're trying to appeal. But like again, even the, we, even the social group that they're trying to appeal, like they think they suck. Like the representation is good. Like the 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 um, the fact that these characters, as Stafford has mentioned, like are coming into fruition and like they're appearing in different kind of media. Like I think this, that's awesome. But just like treating them as like something like a weird thing that has like these stereotype things and like just play, like putting them in a bad light, I think that's where it's wrong. But mo most comic book characters are born like that. They take some time to become something good. Ken, you might disagree with me, but Miles Morales. Miles Morales was not a character for a long time. He was just Peter Parker. And it will take time for these characters to grow. I agree, they're not good right now. But if you look at comic books as a whole, that's how kind of characters are when they're born. They're kind of shitty because you need you need you need them to go through a few writers before they become good characters. That's rarely rare is the case where a new character comes up as a good character. I mean, Lady Thor just just now becoming like a mainstream kind of cool character. And at first, it was just Thor but a lady, right? You know, it's, no. it's the way that Jana works. So I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna say here, which is that you know I guess the takeaway from this, especially listening to you, Arthur, because you 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 do some valid points, is that I'm not saying I'm not suggesting that they pull the plug on new um, new new heroes. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, dumb name. It's a dumb name. New heroes is a dumb name. New new warriors. They pull the plug on it because they're trying. And they've got it wrong, and you know what? They probably are. They've, I'm sure they've already written the first um, series or, or you know whatever the first chunk of it. Yeah, it's probably already it's probably a volume up. They go back and rewrite. But the reality is, they you know they thought that they were doing fine. Chances are a whole bunch of not LGBTQ people sat in a meeting and were like, "Yeah, this is great. We're, we're being social justice warriors." And they turns out they were wrong. So what they need to do now is they need to recognize that they were wrong, or that they messed up, or and you know what, and that parts of it are great. Again, including those characters, awesome. They won a big victory by just including those characters. But there's always room for improvement. 
and that's it. Is if it takes getting another writer, or if it takes the same writer writing the next series and taking into account all these things, you know, then that's what it takes. And I'm not necessarily saying that they should just give up now because they piss off. Them. They're gonna they're gonna learn. Oh, well, hopefully, hopefully they're gonna learn, and the next one will be back. But. That's yeah. That's how comic books go. They're gonna have a few shitty runs until they get a good writer who's gonna make these characters cool as fuck. But well, right? why? Why can't it necessarily be be good off the bat? Like why? Like I understand that that might be how it is, but why can't it be different? Because it's how these business run, right? They want to print money, so they they do things fast. They do flashy because they want to print money. <laughs> No, but I think like if if this continues, like the new the new new warrior, like is not going to go longer than twelve issues, and then this this characters probably be forgotten for a couple of years. Not really, and then someone else is gonna pick them up and make them good. You know, I feel like just having them be a concept, it won't work. Let's say it don't work. They're gonna be on the back burner for a while. Someone else is gonna pick them up. It's gonna make them work. Again, if you told me ten years ago we were, the best Spider-Man movie was gonna be about Miles Morales. I was gonna tell you to fuck off, but here we are. The best Spider-Man movie is about Miles Morales, and he's one of the best Spider-Man characters. And it took him a few runs. People forget that for a while Iron Man was just a dumb flying robot man. <laughs> like it's I don't know. For, for me, comic books are like I love them. They're mostly dumb, and it takes a good writer and some time for something really good to come out. But I think like the the big difference that you're making here is like for example like Miles Morales like had the kind of like had the Spider-Man Spider-Man name kind of like behind him to push him forward. You know like. Like that, having that run more recognizable thing. Like new words, like you didn't knew like the original new words, right? So like, what makes it seem like these new new words have a chance after two issues? Because uh, I didn't know what the Guardians of the Galaxy were until like. But they have a movie, right? Gunn. Yeah, but they have a movie, right? Yeah, but all it takes is one really good piece of media, be it a movie. Be, again, I I didn't know what, what the fuck Doctor Manhattan was until I got the whole novel of the Watchmen, and word of mouth got it to me. Yeah, it Watchmen also like, has a movie, right? No, I didn't. I didn't know Watchmen because of the movie. I watched but it also has a movie. Novel. It does, but I my experience with Watchmen was I heard it from word of mouth, and I read the novel, and then I found out there was a movie. Yeah, but like that movie. that Watchmen movie, like that Watchmen novel, got popular because also like there was a movie. Disagree, disagree, and I don't know. Like I feel like Marvel Marvel specifically has the ability of making really unlikable heroes, give them the spotlight, and. Yeah, there's one like there's one I really don't like, Miss Marvel. The ones that have, like the big hands and the shape shifting, who is getting a shit ton of things her way in different types of media. Marvel knows how to push these characters. And yeah, the first two ones are not gonna be good, but I, I won't But because that's she's a good character. Yeah, but how long has she been a character for? Not long. Like the first round of like the new Miss Marvel, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, but she's a character from twenty fifteen. It took a few years, 20... Actually, no, I'm sorry. She's a character from 2013. She came out around the same time Miles did. It took her some time. For you. For for her to become mainstream. You know? But I think, like, the point is not, like, making these characters mainstream. It's just, like, making them good, you know? See, I haven't... Okay, again, I haven't read Ms. Marvel, so I can't say she was bad when she came out. But I don't... I, What's the problem with them being bad characters? Honestly, it's just sure they're not good characters. Most comic book characters aren't good characters when you stop thinking about it. We have the, the Wolverines, the Iron Mans, the 
the Captain Marvels of the world, which are really cool characters that we love. But if you put them with the amount of actual comic book characters out there, Garth Ennis makes millions of dollars making fun of all the bad comic book characters that exist. <laughs> like, they're bad characters. So are most comic book characters. I feel like they're step like after thinking for a bit, sure. They're, Horrible, like, come here, Tress. This, this character design is disgusting. It's bad. But so are most of them, you know? So are most comic book character designs. I'm not going to hold it against them. Or against the writer. He's trying to do a thing. But I guess DC has the right thing on his heart, I guess. But I don't do that. My, my thing is that when it comes to comic books, I, I don't expect much. It's mostly just dumb fun. And you have a few exceptions, of course, which are awesome. But when we're talking about superhero Marvel DC comic books, they're mostly Boomerang Man, you know? Sure. But also, like, that's why right now Marvel and DC are about to run out of business, right? So, like, it should be good to have some feedback and make them good so people can still enjoy that kind of media, right? <laughs> Yeah, but it's my thing. I, I don't think it. I don't think it's fair to put it against this single writer. You know, it's a, a problem of the agreement. It's a problem of the genre and the media, as, the medium, as a whole. I'm not gonna put it against this one man for trying to do something. And it's, I, I, I agree with that. It's funny that normally when you have these stories where you try to have diverse characters, it's an old white guy writing it who probably didn't go through these things. But that's who they have. That's not to say necessarily that that writer do research and still effectively write. You know, like Rodrigo and Arthur, and you, you and actually us and a few other people have had this conversation before, prior to our lovely podcast here. Uh, <laughs> being an actor, being a writer, being involved in creating, in, in storytelling specifically, in the creative arts that involve storytelling, you aren't necessarily always going to be in a position of writing, thing, uh, designing, filming, whatever, something that you personally went through or you uh, personally understand on that level. That, however, does not mean that you have a hall pass to do whatever the hell you want with it and just sort of not care. You have to then go and do actual legitimate first-hand research. Go find, um, there are there are message boards online, there are resources, there are, there, it, it is not that hard, I, I promise. Find somebody who is a non-binary, trans, or otherwise, or LGBTQ, or, or black, or white, or immigrant, or whatever, whatever story it is you're telling. Put in the effort to find somebody who, who does understand and go and have a conversation. Chances are that most people, I'm going to say most, because there, I'm sure there are plenty of people who prefer to not talk about it, but there, there are most, most people in my experience, if you are being respectful, if you are coming at it from a place of actually wanting to respectfully and appropriately tell this story, would love nothing more than for you to ask those questions, for you to get the answers from them, and for you to then take it and move forward now actually knowing what it is you're writing, acting, filming, whatever. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with everything you said, except that you don't blame this guy. I do blame this guy a lot. Actually, no, let me correct. I don't blame this guy because he's just a writer for all you know. Whoever's the creative director of this project really is just rushing this. Um, here, like I'm comparing both the the old New Warriors and the new New Warriors. They're like their designs. 
Yeah. And the the old New Warriors, they had an like they had interesting designs, and they look like Marvel stuff. It's not the best design. Don't get me wrong; it's not the best design in the world. No, but they you had have, like Night Rusher, Speed Cannon. You have a copy of Phoenix right here of, from X Men right in the middle, but they're still kind of cool, you know. They still kind of feel Marvel. One kind of don't feel like they're the same group of heroes. They feel like different designs. They just got lumped in together from different comic books. They don't feel like they're a unit of heroes. And true, like they're not even just the twins. All these characters are badly designed. It's not just the twins. Screen grab, whatever his name is, Screen Blazer, the the dropout from Vampire School in the back there. They're all. They don't feel like, one. They don't feel like they're part of the Marvel universe. And two, they're they're all badly designed. Honestly, they're badly designed characters, and it has nothing to do with their character traits or their colors or anything. Their drawings is weird, and like for me, all, all I can see from this product is that Marvel needed something released when soon, and this what they had, so they pushed this out. And again, that's why we were talking about why most of these comic books, with a few exceptions, are kind of like just trash. They're just mindless fun because they're just getting pushed out because they have to because they have to make money somehow. So they just push out a shit on the comic books and they don't spend much time working on them. That, that's what for me what it looks like. Some higher ups said we need a comic by fall, so and they had to just rush this project. And Marvel, you were at fall for we didn't talk about Doom Eternal this week, Marvel. And it's your fault. Just letting you know. Uh, okay, it's your fault. Throwing shade over here. Also, I'm just gonna say it for a third time. Peter Parker got revived in the Ultimate Universe. Okay, yeah. Your, uh, okay, your fucking comic books. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can talk about comics like a whole other day, but... Read okay. your fucking comic books, kids. Peter Parker is alive and well in the Ultimate Universe. Let's do a comic book episode, guys. <laughs> Alright, well, I think that's it for us for now. We'll be back next week. Probably going to talk about Doom Eternal and some other media news and information that comes up. Thank you for joining us, and yeah, we'll be on here. We're gonna be here mostly every week during this quarantine time, trying to give you some attention and be your online virtual friends. But once it's all said and done, we will probably move into a bi-weekly format. But since we never know how this is gonna end, and if we're gonna be alive when it ends, it's gonna be weekly for now. Thank so, you. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I'll see you next week. Bye.